Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. The date today is the 7th of February, year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome to another episode of the Bun and Cardigan Show on the day of the Super Bowl. James Edwards III, your favorite beat writer, our co-host, co-broke some news with Shams for The Athletic. James, talk to us. Do my my eyes look like yours? (laughs) James is very tired. James is exhausted. Let's do this bit now. Let's do this bit now. Um, obviously, so now Derrick Rose has been traded. It seems like they, they still got to cross some T's, dot a few I's. Yeah, the ink is, as of recording this, the ink is not on paper. Sure. Ink, ink, ink is not, what did Drake say in the in the Kanye diss? Uh, I was over there putting ink to uh, ink to sheets or whatever. Yeah, the, this the is gonna, ink has not been put to sheets. This is going to make me really mad because I don't remember what the line is. But yes, and we've said this before that Drake is apparently the official the official artist uh, artist of this show. Um, yeah, and I'm not even that big of a fan, but it just works. Derrick Rose has been sent to New York in exchange for Dennis Smith Jr. and draft compensation. At this point, I think we all assume that the draft compensation will be the 2021 second round pick that the Knicks do own. Um, that's what I was. That's what I've been told. Uh, since it's not finalized, it is possible that Detroit gets its 2021 second round pick back yep. that it sent away to Philly in trading for Kyrie Thomas in the 2018 draft. Yep. Uh, but from everything I'm told, it's likely that it's the the Charlotte pick, which is right now number 40. So, um, with how things stand, Detroit, once the deal is finalized, at, at this moment in time, will have their first round pick and. The 39th pick currently is a Toronto one, and then 40 is Charlotte. So they'll have three picks in the top 40. All right. So talk to us a little bit about what this process is like, as much as you can say. Um, maybe, you know, I know people were, were wondering, you know, Derek Rose's stomach issues that he had, um, him sitting out in Phoenix, if there's any relation to this trade. Um, you know, how long have these talks been ongoing? Is You know, how many offers from other teams were we getting? I know Vincent Goodwill said that Brooklyn, Miami, Milwaukee, I think somebody else might have been the Clippers were in on it. Um, just what this process has been like and uh, what it means for Detroit moving forward. Yeah, man, it's been a long process. Um, the Pistons didn't really, they, I guess maybe they did their best at trying to hide it, uh, but I think anybody with that pays attention knew something was going on. So me and Shams have known something's going on for, I mean, since the start of the week. Like we've been in regular communication, I'd say, since the stomach ache game when he sat on the bench with a stomach ache. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, monitor it. N- next game comes. Um, he doesn't play for the first half on Friday against Phoenix. He doesn't play because it's a back-to-back, but he actually always plays the first half of a back-to-back. It's the second half he doesn't play. Um, and then so he sits out that game. And then, I mean, last night him sitting for personal reasons was really at that point we had enough information at that time. Sure. Um, and enough good sourcing to to go ahead and run with it. So that's one of my questions, actually. Um, I was going to get to it in a minute, but since you bring it up now. So you and Shams say, okay, um, Derek's not playing. This is the right time to put out this story. How do you guys um, in the in the professions that you have decide that the time is right, that now is the time to put out the information? Like it's not too early or, or what have you. Like Like how do you know that this is the day that we should do it? Well, we've both known that um, that both sides have communicated and agreed that a trade would be best for both. Uh, we we both were sitting on that. Both sides in in terms of not the Knicks and the Pistons, but the Pistons and Derrick Rose. The Pistons and Derrick Rose, yes. Um, and 
so we, we did the courtesy of, okay, we're not going to say Casey's lying. Maybe Derrick Rose did have a stomach ache. We both felt very um, positive that that was not the case, but not saying that he is lying. We're not saying he is lying, but we did, we knew, already knew something was up. Um, and then you get to the, the unusual Phoenix game where he sits on the first half of a back-to-back. That's unusual. And then Dwayne's comments pregame were, oh, yeah, he's sitting out first game of back-to-back. He should be back tomorrow. Well, then when I asked Dwayne on Saturday – for me, because they didn't have Rose on the injury report, that was like I, the anxiety was building up for that day, because based or for that moment, because basically, Shams and I agreed like if he's sitting again, like we like it's just the guy sit healthy sitting for three straight games that are one started on Monday and the next one Saturday, something like we can't just keep sitting on this. Sure. Um. So once Derek, once Dwayne said that Derek was out for personal reasons. Um, we we gathered the troops that is our our editors at the athletic. We already had something written ready to go, um, and we hit publish and, and broke the news. And you you alluded to this sort of at the at the top of the show, but you learned something about this process um, that you know guys like Shams and Woj they're around the clock guys, right? That they don't they don't get yeah. a chance to sleep. And um, that was the joke that James was making is because he was talking about how my eyes were all red in the last one. And he's exhausted right now. Talk to us just from your personal um, perspective what these last 24, 48 hours have been like. You know, how like how often are you by your phone? Is the ringer always on? Things like that. Oh, nonstop. I probably talked to Shams on the phone in the last 48 hours 10 times. That's not including texting. Yeah. Um, I've texted back and forth with multiple sources. He's done the same. Um yeah, the last 24 hours have been absolutely ridiculous. Waking up from Saturday morning, having a, a inkling that Rose was going to sit again hours before the game. Remember, this was on the West Coast, a 10 p.m. game out West, or a 10 p.m. game here playing the Lakers out West. Yeah. So we're all day, like, the anxiety just building. For me, as somebody, like, I've obviously broken a lot of news before, but I don't think I've ever, like, broken a, a trade talks one. I couldn't remember, or at least one where I'm where we're going out and saying like this is about to happen. Sure. Um, so it was new territory for me um, as a young reporter. It's a great learning experience. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I won't share too much on like why that was a great learning experience. But working with Shams was fucking phenomenal. Um, just for like different learning, different ways to approach that field of reporting. Sure. Um, I think it. It helped me out so much personally. It helped relationships. Like, it was great. Uh, shout out to Shams. Um, yeah, so we had an idea that that morning that he wasn't going to play again. Couldn't really get it on the record. Or off the, we couldn't really get it from people in um, organization, his camp. We, they just obviously for reasons wouldn't – they're not here to – they're not going to tell us that, whatever. Um, and then Casey obviously has to address it because Rose is either going to be on the TV screen or not. So we had something written during the day, the story that everybody went eventually saw. Um, yeah, so, like, it's literally just a waiting game all day Saturday, waiting up until when I asked Dwayne um, during program, is Wayne and did you expect Wayne and Derek to play? Got my answer, posted the story. I had an idea that maybe it could happen after the game. The game goes until 1.30 in the morning. Um, me and Shams checked back in with each other. Nothing was happening then. Set my alarm for 9, try to get some sleep. Get text from him at like 8, <laughs> hearing anything. Do my due diligence. He does his due diligence. 
couple hours past, we're able to kind of break the news that everybody saw today um, that it's it's pretty close to being done. Yeah. Um, so I, I would imagine something like this, probably by the time people are listening to this, whether that's, you know, late on Sunday night, maybe Monday morning or something, trade's probably done at that point, I'd imagine, correct? Yeah, I, I, it's my my bet is it's done after the Knicks game. The Knicks are currently playing right now, um, from what I'm told, or it's going to be done tonight. And I have a story coming up. If you're listening to this right now, it's up. But for you, Nick, it'll be up in about 45 seconds on what the deal means from Detroit side and what they're getting in return from um, – it gives all the detail on what's sure. going on and, and how it impacts Detroit. Well, without having so read that, that – uh, the Athletic. Without having read that story yet, um, let me quick give you what I think this means for Detroit, and you can tell me how close that I am. I said this the other day. Um, I think the sentiment was shared uh, consistently throughout the fan base, but to me this has always felt like no matter who you trade Derrick Rose for, especially if it's with this Knicks team – um, the picks are going to matter way more than the player actually will, right? It didn't matter if it was Frank Nielakina, who I'm sure you're glad we don't have so that you didn't have to stress about spelling and, and saying his name. Um, <laughs> I struggle with that one so much. I, I've given up on Svi for tweeting. I just go Svi instead of Mihailuk. Yeah. Obviously, for stories, I go Mihailuk, but Nielakina, I can't even – I mean, that was the first time I said it I was going right, to say, you right? just said it perfectly fine, yeah. Uh, maybe I've had to say it a lot the last 48 hours. You're warming up to the idea that it would have been that it would have been really fun. Um, so it, whether it was Frank, uh, whether whether it was uh, Brasdakis, who was the guy that people thought might get thrown in there, um, or Dennis Smith Jr., who ultimately I think was the player that a lot of Pistons fans wanted, what was always going to matter more were the picks because the reality is no matter who the Pistons traded for player-wise, I, I struggle to imagine them being in the, the fold for Detroit long-term, right? Like it was – almost always going to be a guy who was on an expiring as Dennis Smith Jr. is. So if nothing else right now, okay, well, DeLon Wright can't be the only guy that plays point guard the rest of the year. So Dennis Smith Jr. just kind of fits into that. I guess maybe you could say it's serving as as some sort of a tryout maybe. Like if it does go well, maybe he'll be on the team moving forward. I think it's really good for a guy like Dennis Smith Jr. who in 2018 was like an all-rookie. I think he made the first team. Um, yep. And then, you know, he goes to New York, and we just don't really see any of that same guy. And when Tibbs comes in, a guy who sort of infamously plays these really uh, tight rotations where he's just going to play, like, seven of his best guys, period, um, it was really difficult for Dennis to crack into the rotation. Detroit, that's not going to be a problem. And and he even had the self-awareness, something that a lot of guys just don't have, to be like, I, I'm going to go – can I go play in the G League? I, I want to work on my mm-hmm. game a little bit. Right. That that self-assessment is really important and it shows your your dedication, your commitment to the game. Well, in Detroit, I think he's I don't want to throw minutes, a guess as to how many I think he's going to get. But I don't think that's going to be an issue for him. Regardless of that, I, I don't think even for a guy who well, I, I'll, I'll make a separate point about him in a minute. I just really struggled to imagine no matter who the player was that they were going to be in Detroit long term anyways. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, from what I was told, New York offered just Dennis Smith Jr. straight up, and to your point, Detroit didn't have any interest in that. Um, I think that Dennis Smith Jr., just by opportunity, will have a chance to, for this to be a trial run. Um, like you said, like there, Killian is out for the foreseeable future. Um, right now they just have DeLon Wright. They have Rodney Magruder as kind of the safety valve and Saban Lee's on a on a game restriction because he's on two-way. Same with Frank Jackson. Yeah. So I think in the in the short term, you definitely could see more of Dennis Smith Jr. 
Um, would I bank on him being on the team next year? I do. I would not. Um, yeah, the 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 jewel of this trade for Detroit is just adding more draft capital. Sure. Um, and if you get and if you strike, what is it? Strike fire with with Dennis Smith, and that's just a positive. And yeah. you get him back next year at the same price that Rose costs this year. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it's fine. Um, I I do think it's kind of funny because Dennis Smith Jr. is just sort of like his game is heavily predicated on how well he uses his athleticism to get to the rim, right? And how he's able to finish through contact and create said contact. But the irony in that is that ever since he got to New York, that that exact thing just hasn't really been there. I think um, he's shooting like 52% at the rim. I think that was last year, actually. This year, like I said before, he just can't get out of the floor, which has kind of just been the thing with a lot of guys in Detroit this year, like Josh Jackson, the one thing that he has in his bag this year that is so much better than it's been in years past is how he's able to go downhill and attack the basket, something that we've actually talked on the show about a few times, which, by the way, was on full display against the Lakers um, as of this recording last night. Yeah. And he hit threes. Yeah. A lot of them. So here's the thing. I, this is another thing that a lot of fans have been talking about. I full-heartedly agree with it, and I'm glad that they pointed it out. Pistons fans always want to take flyers on guys, but they're still, or but they're while at the same time calling the nineteen and twenty year olds that they have busts, guys that have played twenty five <laughs> games, right? God forbid Josh Jackson didn't work out, and 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 thank God that he is because I can't imagine the things that people would be saying about him. Yeah, I think even as somebody who wanted Frank Nealakina, I'm of the mindset that. 15 games into his tenure here, people would have been like, this guy's bad. Why did we trade for him? I think there's there, there's room for there's that. that. Go ahead. There's that, and I think with Dennis Smith Jr., I, I'm i intrigued by Neil Aquino just because I like tall point guards who defend. Exactly. Like, it, it's fun It's fun to watch because I've seen Neil Aquino in person a lot, and like when he's locked in defensively, there aren't many better on ball. But from a prospect perspective, even if DSJ is not in the long-term plans, you can look at that as a Piston fan and, and you know that there was a time when Dennis Smith Jr. had something in his bag. Yes. Frank hasn't shown that yet. So Dennis, at the very least, you know there could be something there. Um, and, and that alone is worth taking a flyer on. Sure. Do you And, and is there anything that you know about um... – I think it was Vincent Goodwill that reported that Frank was, or maybe it might have been um, Ian Begley or Ian Begley. I don't remember how to say his first name. I think it's Ian Begley. Um, yeah, Ian Begley. He, I think it was him that reported that Frank was in the discussions. It, you say that Detroit didn't want Dennis Smith Jr. Um, was it like we want this other player, or was it kind of? I think you did kind of mention it. Like we kind of don't care who the player is. It's about the pick. Um, I believe from what I was told, Frank was discussed at a point. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe New York might've wanted something else in return. If that was the case, not a hundred percent on that. So don't quote me on that, but I know Frank was discussed. Like these teams have been talking for a little bit now. So I think a few different scenarios have been talked, um, a couple players in a few different scenarios have been touched on before they ultimately, um, uh, agreed on this. Sure. And then. Just looking at all the other teams that were, you know, reportedly in the mix, um, like I mentioned earlier, the Milwaukee's, the Clippers, the Nets, the Heat of the world. Um, was there any package out there that 
that you were aware of? Um, or was there anything from other teams that just you personally would have been more interested in? Um, I'm not – I know the Clippers, it felt like from mine and Shams's reporting, were the second closest um, or at least had the second most interesting package for Detroit. Don't quote me on that. I've been just so focused on the Knicks thing because it was so close to coming to sure. fruition sure. Um, that I just knew, uh, to my knowledge, what the Knicks were offering a pick this year. Um, and then a somewhat interesting young player, I think, was the best offer Detroit was going to get. And do you think, looking at this, because again, it's, you know, as of us talking about this, it's not totally done, but it's done. I think for all intents and purposes, we can probably assume that it's either the Charlotte pick or the Detroit pick. It doesn't really matter which one. Uh, take your pick. I, whatever. I mean, I would prefer the Detroit one back, to be honest. But how do you feel about this? Like, put yourself in our shoes. How do you, James the Beat Writer, feel about this? You think it's a I mean, good it's, move? It, yeah, it was inevitable. I mean,. You weren't going to keep Rose around, um, no. you and you got. I know some people overvalue their players, but Rose, a thirty-two-year-old, on an expiring deal, second-round pick, a top possible top forty pick, is 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 good. It, it works, and this draft is, by all accounts, a, one of the best drafts in in a little bit. Um, you get a flyer on a guy in DSJ who's only what twenty-three. Yeah, yep, twenty-three. Yeah, I mean, you get a so optically like. It matches the vision. Pistons rebuilding, getting younger. So your casual fan looks at it like, oh, we get DSJ. I remember him. I remember he balled in, in Dallas. Yeah. And then you also get a pick. Um, yeah, I mean, I like this. I, I was never in the actual belief that Rose would get back a first-round pick unless maybe you waited closer to the deadline and somebody got injured on a different team. Yeah. Um, but from what I was told, like, again, both sides agreed that a trade was best and they wanted to get something done sooner rather than later out of out of respect for one another. Sure. And I think that's what makes me the happiest. I think it's going to make... I, and I actually, I, I texted you about this. Um, the fact that this was sort of an amicable decision just makes me feel better because last year, there's a, you know, teams don't do right by the players as much as I think we'd like them to. But Detroit did that last year with Derek. When there was clear value there, I think maybe they could have gotten something a little bit better than what they are getting right now. Um, not to say that this is bad, but Derek was on a different level last year, right? So um, we get to the trade deadline, and he's like, hey, I actually like this situation. Like, I'm, I'm playing really well right now. Please don't trade me. Um, and Detroit didn't do it. And I think that that was really nice. And then this year, it's like there's rumors, and it just makes me happy knowing that both sides were kind of like, hey, there's like a, you know, this could be like sort of a mutually beneficial thing. I don't even know if that makes sense to some people, but it just makes me feel better knowing that Derek didn't want to stay again um, and and that we moved on. So ultimately, I mean, I'm happy. It's, I, again, I, I think I would be pretty surprised if Dennis is on this team moving forward. But um, as of right now, Detroit owns three picks in the upcoming draft, correct? No matter what pick yep. we get from the Knicks, it'll be our third pick. Yep. Uh, that they own the Raptors one, which right now, like I said, is at 39, and this current Charlotte one is at 40. So it would be three picks in the top 40. And that's, again, like that's an absolute win at the end of the day. And it's also worth noting, Pistons fans, there's a chance that could go to four. Wayne Ellington is still going to get traded. And there's a chance you can package 39 and 40 and move up in the first round. Boom. Or, it's it, it just a worst case, I guess, if that's what you want to call it, Um that pick just gets moved to like 2022, right? And we just start stockpiling there. Because if we if we end if we go into the draft with three picks, period, I, okay, 
that's that's great. We had four last year. We hit home runs. That's that's totally fine. Um, yep, G League team coming to the city of Detroit next year. Yeah, um, they'll be able to build out a pretty good G League roster. Honestly, spin zone. What if you get a pretty decent pick for Wayne, and then you trade that? You trade like your three second rounders for an unprotected. Well, maybe like a I don't know how to do this. A first for next year, so that way you have two chances at Amani Bates. How do you feel about that? I would be surprised if a team would do that in the Bates draft, but I mean it's possible. Yeah, you never know where teams are, and you never know what can happen to a team on a year year to year basis with injuries right. and stuff. That's kind of what I mean. Is I think you'd have to do that with a team that's kind of on the fence, like a, a team like Dallas this year, who they're going to turn it around. They've had like the toughest schedule in basketball, but like right. the fact that the Knicks own their pick is so far going to bode well for them because the Knicks. If I'm sorry, if the Mavericks somehow don't make the playoffs, then this kind of becomes a whole thing. You get what I'm saying? Like you have to do it. With- I'd imagine. I don't know this, and I'm not reporting this. I'd imagine if the Mavericks were doing what people expected the Mavericks to do, that that pick might have been in play. But because the Mavericks are not very good right now, why would the Knicks chance it? Sure. That's an interesting point. That's actually an amazing point. And again, you're, that's just speculation. Yeah, um, right now the Knicks are on pace to own two lottery picks. <laughs> let, let's say there was a team, though. Like, let's just play devil's advocate, right? If you end up, Wayne gets you, I don't know, just some pick in this in this second round for this year, next year, and you package your two seconds this year, and there's a team who would take the third one as well for an unprotected first next year, would you do that? Because I don't, I don't think any, I don't think the other team actually would. Yeah, I guess it depends on what team it is, um, what my aspirations are, um, what, what my aspirations are, how close do I think I am, um, what's my salary cap look like. There's a lot that goes into it. Sure. I don't think that's completely off the table. No. Yeah, and I also think that that, if you get like if, if this is post lottery and you already know you have number one and you're getting Cade, I'd send it. Because at that point, it's like, brother, we got, like, the prize. I know some people, there's other players in this draft that people want. Um, and because it's so deep, I feel like you want to keep as many picks as you can, even if they are in the second round, which is a, a commodity that Pistons fans have come to really enjoy. Um, overall, I think the sentiment here is that we have – maybe there have been, you know, games intermittently throughout his tenure here that we've been kind of frustrated with Derrick Rose. But at the end of the day, the happiness that we all felt when he came here – um, the the way that he played last year, even though it was a lost season, um, was empowering, for lack of a better word. Like it felt like Derrick Rose of old at times, and it, it sucks to see him go. But it's kind of like, I mean, thanks for the memories. You know, I I don't really, I, yeah. I, I, I don't really think there's going to be any bad blood on on either side. I still think it's really cool that he was here. I'm really happy that I got to you know see him play in person in a Pistons uniform, um, and. It's, it just kind of is what it is. So now moving forward, I, I guess we just kind of look forward to the, the Wayne Ellington trade. Um, I know that – who were we playing the other night? It was either Phoenix or Utah, and on the road broadcast they were talking about how uh, Wayne and Mason um, are, like, probably going to get traded. And I was like, I don't think anyone's going to take Mason Plumley. Not this year. I think we got about <laughs> yeah. two years before that's even a possibility. Um, Mason Plumley. It's really frustrating to me that LeBron hit back-to-back threes against Detroit last night. I believe both of them were over Mason Plumley. The reason it was frustrating to me is because it was not a great look for Plumley, but it's also LeBron. The guy plays upwards of 50 minutes in that game, and for the final 10, he had four fouls. 
right? It was such a yeah. highly disciplined defensive performance for the latter part of the game for Plumley, and it sucks that he went out the way that he did or the Pistons did. Um, but I still don't think his value is anywhere that he's he's going to be off this team in a few months. No, I I think they're not like I I'd be stunned if Plumley got traded this year. Stunned. Yeah. I don't see that happening. Um, maybe next year. I still think that's like a uh, expiring contract type thing. Uh, but I think Detroit's hope is that by next year, maybe the year after, they have a guy, maybe Isaiah Stewart, who who's starting at center. Yeah. Um, and so I think that they're fine with that. I think we all, just on the Isaiah Stewart thing, I think uh, probably about a week and a half, two weeks into the season, especially within the last two weeks um, since Julio Okafor has been missing some time, what bilateral knee soreness I think is what he has. Um, yes, Julio Okafor. the Luke Kennard. Yeah, the old Luke Kennard. Um, but his was tendonitis, so it's kind of whatever. But I don't know medically. It's the same. Is it? I was gonna say I don't know medically what the difference is, except for it's called something different, like bilateral knee tendonitis and bilateral knee soreness. Is that the same thing? I don't know. I think bilateral means um, both knees, right? Again, I got. Yeah, I don't. I'm not I got a, nothing yeah, I'm not here. I don't have a medical degree. Um, you don't. <laughs> so we we kind of started to look at this this rotation um, up front. And we're like, by the end of the year, it's clear that Isaiah is going to be taking Jaleel's minutes, right? I, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy to see, genuinely so happy to see, that over these last few games, that has just become more apparent. The way that Isaiah is playing as an agitator, as a disruptor, as a rim protector, um, obviously as a, as a rebounder, is so much better than I think anything Jaleel Okafor could possibly be doing for us that I'm kind of hoping that even when Jaleel comes back, Casey sticks that. And I don't remember if we've talked oh, about this. Oh, that's done. No, that's – yeah, Okafor's ahead of – or Stewart's ahead of him. You think that that's just set in stone now? Yeah, I mean, Okafor was healthy last week and still Stewart minutes. I think You're the only time Okafor got in was when Stewart was in foul trouble, See, when Stewart and Plumley were in foul trouble. Yeah, that's kind of the thing is I was trying to remember because Okafor's only missed the last three, right? Yeah, and he maybe missed one or two sprinkled in in the, in the week's – uh, leading up to this week, but okay. I think Stewart has firmly s- supplanted him um, in the center rotation. The one thing I actually really enjoyed, people are, complain about Casey's rotations all the time, but the one thing that I actually really enjoyed how he handled the was the center minutes. I don't remember if I've talked about this before, but obviously Plumley would start, and then um, it would go Plumley, and I'm using this as an example. Go Mason Plumley, Isaiah Stewart, Okafor. Then Plumley would come back in. Whoever played first off the bench the first time goes second the next time, right? So if it's Plumley, Stewart, uh, Okafor in the second half, it's going to be Plumley, Okafor, Stewart, and then back to Plumley, obviously. And I think that's pretty healthy, and I think that's pretty productive. And I actually I really like the the continuity of that and knowing what to expect. And you know, okay, so uh, Okafor just came in, which means Isaiah's next, which means Mason's next, and then in the second half, I know what to expect. I really enjoyed that, and again, I thought it was really productive. Um, DeLon Wright uh, gave us his uh, Jaleel Okafor, Bobby Portis game last night, his Taj Gibson game, where he just goes (laughs) off. Um, And now for the next two weeks, we're going to remember that he did that against the Lakers, and we're just going to talk ourselves into DeLon Wright until it inevitably happens again, right? The minute that you're about to give up on him, he's going to give you that game. So periodically throughout that Lakers game, you're seeing Josh Jackson, Jeremy Grant, DeLon Wright rip holes through the the NBA's top defense – 
and it was remarkable. I mean, it was such a fun game. Uh, James, I know you had some, uh, some, some. Uh, I, I guess I don't really know how to word this. I was rooting for the Lakers. No, 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 no. So technically, this is today's our, our start of the week show. So we should be doing questions. I'm tired of answering. So I'm just gonna lob this one to you. Um, the whole Blake wasn't playing last night, and that's why we played well. The one that we talked about this right before we got on the air. This is. Yeah. I'm just gonna say this is the question that you're mad about. Um, it's even though it's not really a question. You know what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Yeah, the I saw a lot on Twitter. Like, look at the Pistons playing well without Blake. Look at them sticking with the Lakers. Well, did you know that they beat the Lakers last week and Blake played and Blake dropped 24? And it was his best game in two years. People, they, it's, and, they, and they won that game. And people, it's the most, what have you done for me lately league, but a week ago isn't lately enough, I guess. Yeah, and I'm not. Excusing Blake's play. As uh, I'm late, sorry. Yeah, I don't. I agree. You're right. Yeah. I like, let's just be honest. Like, they beat the Lakers with Blake, so don't like act like they um, that the reason they're in they were in Saturday night's game is because Blake wasn't playing. Sure. I mean, maybe that's the case, but we also have to go off the fact that the Lakers that the Pistons just play well against the Lakers, no matter who's on the floor. And I can't. I, I can't explain it. I, I. I. I truly don't understand it at all. The most impressive. Yeah. I mean, thing, I think. Uh, Dwight or Dwight? Wow, uh, LeBron and AD both looked very passive for most seconds. Like I just, I mean, it probably just comes down to it's. I don't know if the Lakers are getting up for the getting up for the Pistons no, until it's wrong. too late. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, you're watching that game, and it's like the third quarter, and the Lakers have only attempted like six threes. Right, they're just controlling the paint so well, and conversely, Detroit was finding most of their offense um, outside of it or along the perimeter. Um, and yeah, I think saying that maybe LeBron and AD weren't totally locked in, I, I, I don't think that you're wrong. But it was still, it, it, it just feels so good as a, as a team who's, I don't want to say tanking, but they're rebuilding, right? And we're, we're anticipating these losses, especially against these good teams, these top teams, the defending world champions. It feels so good to continuously um, just show the resilience that they have and the fight that they have and the unwillingness to die. I just, yeah. I just, as a fan, I just, I can't articulate how much that means to me. I don't care if we no. lose. It was a fun game. No, it's it's exactly what they said that they wanted to do at the beginning of the year, be competitive while built for the future. And, I mean, we there's been a couple blowouts since that really good run, um, the first six, five, four, whatever weeks of the season. They've gotten blown out since by Golden State, Cleveland. Um did who oh they didn't play Denver and they did they get blown out by Phoenix? They made it close at the end, right? They yeah, they came up it was too little too late against Phoenix. Yeah. Um so I mean they for the most part they they've been in a good more than half of their games um while still finding ways to lose them in the end and obviously you want to win some if you're a coach specifically, if you're a player uh, but for the, I think for the the health of this franchise going forward, the res, the results are um, very beneficial. I'm really impressed by until they get the fifth pick with the worst. Oh, record. sure, yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm really impressed by for a team that kind of lacks firepower. Um, you look at them, and if I asked you right now, do the Pistons have switchable defenders? You'd be like, no. But then you think about it, and you're like. I, they got a yeah, they they got a few, right? If you play a team like Phoenix, um, and they have some athletic wings like uh, Mikel Bridges and I don't Cam Johnson Langston, yeah. they run a double action, and 
for most teams that would that would probably be a pretty easy bucket. For Detroit, they kind of make it a little bit difficult. But and I did text you about this last night though. It was frustrating to me that uh, Jeremy Grant was on Montrezl Harrell and Mason Plumley was on Anthony Davis. That that didn't seem to make much a sense little to bit, me. Yeah. yeah, that that was bothering me. Um, that might have just been how the switches ended up. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't pay attention to how it happened too closely. There was a lot going on. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was the point in a lot of Weaver's offseason moves was to have versatility defensively. Josh Jackson provides that. Jeremy yes. Grant provides that. Isaiah Stewart has shown he can step out and annoy guards on on. Switches. He clamped Chris Paul. I don't know if you didn't Twice. catch that Phoenix Suns game. Yes, it was two times. Isaiah Stewart, like no hyperbole, locked down Chris Paul. I remember he got Trey Young once or twice yes. in, the, in, in one of the Atlanta games. Um, he can switch. Who else are we missing? I think I think Svee tries. Um, Sadiq. I was gonna say Sadiq tries. Sadiq, so. Sadiq tries. Um, yeah, no, they've. I think defensively, it hasn't really. I don't think they've been as good as they'd like to be. But I think there's potential there going forward. Is the most impressive thing to you that you kind of didn't expect? Maybe you did expect it. I didn't, though. Is that we're one of the best teams in the league at uh, drawing attempts at the line? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect that because I just didn't know who could create. Yeah. I mean, I didn't expect this from Jeremy. I didn't. Definitely didn't expect this from Josh Jackson. I didn't expect. Um, who else gets to the line a good amount? Uh, I feel like Sadiq has gotten there a little bit lately. Sure. Um, Plumley gets a lot of fouls. Yeah, like I didn't I didn't expect that. I don't think they started the year shooting a lot of free throw attempts, but I think it's been a little bit better as of late. Their main problem um, at the beginning of the year was not being able to make them. That was the thing. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah they couldn't they don't have the best free throw shooters. Yeah. yeah it's it's they're they're Detroit of recent years hasn't had a a makeup of being athletic and long and versatile, and they've had guys that can shoot, and it's kind of flipped this year. Like they are long, athletic, versatile, and they could use some more shooting. Sure, I think um, you know you watch that Lakers game, and and obviously I think their only double digit loss of the season was actually against Detroit. So I had made the joke. I was like, LeBron's given us forty three, nineteen, and sixteen. Like this game is is over. Um, no, but it. And I don't mean to keep harping on it, but because I don't really like to talk about a loss. But as far as I'm concerned, like I don't want to call a loss a win. But when you have when you have guys you. again like like Josh Jackson, Delon Wright, and Jeremy Grant just ripping through this team, um, that feels great. I was a little bit disappointed uh, that Isaiah Stewart kind of found himself in some foul trouble. Um, got a technical that was kind of just like weird. What was the tech for? I missed what I, it was for. I, did he argue a call? I don't even remember because I was watching the okay. Lakers broadcast and they just like didn't show it. They were just like, oh, the, the Isaiah Stewart got a technical. Um, he had enough of George and Greg once he called Isaiah Beef Stewart. <laughs> Actually, we should probably talk about that. Um, so, no, I, I, through the stream that I always watch, it's usually the home team's um, uh, broadcast team that I get. So like I don't I literally don't have a choice like I just whatever stream I find that's just what I watch if it works um, if it's Greg and and uh, George all all the better but if it's not then it's not um, it's also nice kind of getting to like over the last few years just learning about other teams broadcast uh, yeah. guys because I I definitely have some favorites in the league there are some really good ones out there but um, yeah for those who didn't know uh, Special K Greg Kelser who I've met before on accident very nice guy very nice he called me. Um, called me 
boss. Yeah, that's what you call me. Call me boss. Um, <laughs> you are a boss. You're a co-boss of this of this podcast. Well, what's funny is I didn't even. I'm like, why does this voice sound so familiar? Because it was when I was working at Nike. I was just helping him. I was like getting. Yeah. I was like getting him a shoe from the back. Oh, in Chicago? No, no, no. When when or I was when you were at Tanger. When I was at Tanger and Howell. Yeah, I worked at that oh, okay. Nike there. And Special K just like came in and I was helping him and. I was like, why does he sound so familiar? He left, and I was like, oh, my God, that was Special K. Um, That's story time with Nick. That was story time with Nick. But, um, yeah, they they said beef stew on the air. So that's canon now. So I hope people are happy about that. Yeah, I knew I lost that fight. James, we uh, I don't really care if we did. Um, so we're going to wrap up here in a minute, a little bit of a shorter episode today. So we're going to do story time with James. Maybe we'll just cut the album because we got we got to cut this a little bit short today. Um, story time with James. It's only appropriate. Derek Rose. Oh man. Do I have a good Derek Rose story? Um, very nice guy in my interactions with him. One thing about Derek and it's not really a story, but it's just like anytime you talk to him in person or in press conferences, he is so competitive. Like if you even, if you ask a question that like, maybe like you don't mean it like this at all, but in his mind, it's, it's taken as like, he can't do something. He'll completely flip the answer to be like, bro, I've been doing this for so long. Yeah. It's like, I remember one time somebody asked him, um, like it was about like his improved shooting last year or something like that. I don't remember what it was. And I don't remember what the question was. He was like, Man, I just I work on my game all the time, man. He's like, I, I didn't come into this league as a shooter, but I work on it. I'm a shooter. I, could, I I'm not. I I'm not a shooter, but I work on it, and I and I can and I do this. I this is what I do. Yeah. I've been doing this for a long. And he just always kind of goes back to like if any if there's even in his mind an ounce of doubt of his abilities <laughs> in your question, he'll always let you know that he's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. And it's it's just kind of just like some people are just like born to hoop, man. And he said yeah. that, like the quote that he had with Johnny, the the famous one that he had. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, it's not about? like a sh- it's not a show. Yeah, like that's who he is. Like he's born to hoop. Yeah, for and sure. And I think that's part of the trade, man. Like he wanted to go somewhere where he could hoop. Yeah. And Detroit had other uh, aspirations going forward, and and Derek wants to wants to play. Now he's playing for Tibbs for the third time on a third team. Um, He'll get those forty minutes. Did you ever get to see uh, PJ Rose, his son? Yeah, PJ was around a lot. Yep. Is he hilarious? Never met him, but like I'd see like Derek would when Derek was warming up before games, he'd let PJ pass him the ball and, and shoot around a little bit. Yeah, he was running around. He loved it, man. His his outfits he, are fire, I bet. And like in no, person. Yeah. They're crazy. He had some, he had some drip for yeah. sure. Um I, I, PJ was around a lot last year. That's awesome. My, my brother and I I hope my brother appreciates that. We're big PJ Rose guys. He's he's a hilarious kid. Um seems like a great kid, yeah. Okay, so we got we have like two minutes left. James, we're gonna quickly do our albums. Um, you're gonna have to tell me what mine was. What was the one you made me listen to? Danita and Scene the, isn't hers. Yes, that that's my album. Um, did you listen? <laughs> oh, did I listen? Yes. You liked it? Uh, I had like a a spiritual awakening listening to that. Really? Yeah, it was wild. I'll have to I'll have to tell you about it later. Um, it's a what did you 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 called it like electronic R and B, which I thought was yeah. a really good way to describe it. Um. The scene, the guy in that who he sings on it, but he's a like underground rapper, and he kind of just switched up his whole shit. And yeah, that album is like to me ahead of like a lot of the like popular music today sounds like that, but this is like the underground hip hop version of R and B electronic music. Yeah, like house. It's it, not I wouldn't say house, but like electronic R and B 
hip hop music. It's like a perfect blend. It's sure. one of my favorite albums ever. It was it it was incredible. We'll make that both of ours. Okay, sure. Go listen to that. Danita D. I don't even know if that's how you say her name. D I N I T I A, and Scene S E N E. His and hers. Uh, fantastic album. I'm glad you liked it, man. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know you listened to it. I know you asked me what it was called again. But yeah, I, didn't know you listened, to I it. listened to that last night. Um, after the uh, after the Laker game, I went and listened to it. It was incredible. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show today. Hopefully, you guys got the insight about Derrick Rose that you were looking for. We will, of course, be back later in the week with another episode. Uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. If you're feeling generous, leave a review. We will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.